Welcome back, everyone, to part two of episode two on invitation. We are going to dive right back in to where we left off. Um, I know it can be difficult asking people, but the rise of technology has, from the feedback I've had anyway, preparing for this seems to be a really an easier way in perhaps for people to invite people to church. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, so um, I have a really good example of my friend Kieran who got baptised last year. Um, so I worked with him for about a year um, and I used to share my faith at work, but I, n- I never remember inviting him to church. I remember talking about my faith and um, I went through some stuff there as well. Um, and then in lockdown, um, we were really encouraged to obviously share the link on our Facebook pages. So every week I would share the link and I'd put, you know, what else are you doing? Because we all knew everyone was doing not a lot of anything. Um and yeah, my friend Kieran, who has, I think it's a Sikh mum and a Muslim dad, I might be wrong way around, um, he clicked on the link. He was lying in bed and he was like, well, I'm not doing anything else. Clicked on the link. Uh, and then, as I say, last year he got baptised, like, which it, it still blows my mind because I, I yeah. honestly don't, you know, you kind of like, like, like what you said, Andy, no one's a project, but you have certain people that you think you're planting seeds in and you think, yeah, they've come to church for me, so maybe. Kieran was never one of those people. Like, he was a good friend and I talked to him, but because of his background, I suppose I'd maybe put him in a different bracket, which is awful, you know, because anyone's, you know, we want to save every, you know, mm. we want everyone to know Jesus. Um, so never underestimate, like, you know, just... Uh, yeah, it just blows my mind. I'm still speechless over it. So, um, but yeah, an incredible, just sharing that link online is just such a good opportunity. We've heard in the church, haven't we, so much over the last three years of the incredible work that God did over lockdown. And I remember having a moment almost of hopelessness where I was like, how are people going to, like, how, who's going to hear the good news? How are they going to hear the good news? And actually just totally underestimating the incredible goodness that was going to come out of church online and just loved, and there was a back and that someone had described it as the row behind the back row and I just went oh yes like suddenly now we're reaching this group of people that we wouldn't have reached before because they'd never have had the confidence to step through the front door and God has done and continues to do amazing things through it I'm playing about with a strap line at the moment that we might use to advertise our online stuff and it's like something like have a watch no one will ever know because um, oh, yeah. we keep saying every week at Alpha we're inviting people and we're saying come on Sunday we'd love to see you on Sunday the other option is you could watch us on YouTube and we'll never find out that you watched that like, and there's just that helpful anony- anonymity to it um, and I know Mark you've sent lots of links out and things like that to, to other staff and sent it to the RE staff that's right isn't it yeah yeah, one uh, funny story, really. That I—I I mean, I do put every week on Facebook. I share the link and I put my own words about what I'm, basically, what I'm hoping to get out of the Sunday. Once I know the, and one day, um, Sandra Andrew came up to me and said, "There's there's some friends of yours in the in the church somewhere. They're looking for you." Right, okay, who's that? Uh, and it turned out to be a friend I used to go to university with, Pete, and his wife, Alison. And they just had to be walking around Hales Owen, saw the Life Central sign outside. Pete's obviously seen me put Life Central thing, and he said, oh, Mark goes to that church. Let's just go in and have a, and have a look. So they, they, they came in that, that morning, just had a look in their biker gear and <laughs> what have you, because they were on a bike and, um, and, you know, sat through the, sat through the service. You just never know. 
literally you have no idea especially with social media mm. like I, I work with with our comms team and put to help put together our social media schedules and stuff and we put stuff out because we want people to just catch it and see it on their feed and you know you might see some of the stuff that we put out and mm. you think why are they asking do you like cats or dogs like it's because we're trying to increase the circle of influence that mm. we have so that when we put something meaningful out which we put a lot of meaningful content out it's like maybe that catches their attention as well and it's it's building that audience and you've got that circle of influence on social media as well mm. when you share it directly with a friend and say i saw this and thought of you mm. but then also going hey just want you to see this people catch it that you don't expect it i think part of the invite thing is making it personal like people like a personal invitation like whenever you get an invite to a party and it comes to you you're like oh yeah that's for me that is just for me um and i think that we shouldn't underestimate that something i wanted to talk about as well was inviting kids and how we how we get kids involved in our church i know hannah you've got quite a powerful story yeah so Basically, my line now is if I have a spare seat in my car for tribes on a Wednesday, I'm bringing someone because all my kids are constantly asking, can I have a play date? Can I have a play date? They just want to spend every minute with their friends. Um, So we started inviting a girl called Isabel, one of um, my eldest daughter Penny's friends. Um, And to the point where um, recently we we couldn't go to tribes for one reason or another. Um, And she actually found me in the playground and said, "Um, hi, Hannah. Um, can I start coming back to church? Is everything back to normal now? Which was incredible. Like she was the one chasing me. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's a pound to get in as well, you know? And again, parents will be very pleased to let their kids go for an hour. I think in most cases. (laughs) Um, So yeah, just if you have a spare seat in the car, just invite one of your kids' friends because we have a couple on Alpha at the moment uh, and they have started coming to church because their kids were invited to the kids' work. And the kids loved it and, you know, they started asking their parents questions. um, So they've started coming, which is just incredible. And, you know, that, again, blows my mind. I think people are looking for things to do with their kids right. really good things to do with their kids mm. that they can take their, their kids to and I've already mentioned that I've invited friends that I, I used to work with who'd got small children but one of the things that really encouraged me with that was um, one lady bought a, bought a kids along. I can't remember I think it was the Christmas uh, the um, the Christmas fair I bought them to the Christmas fair bought them to Jingle Jam and then I sent them a link to say uh, we've got a holiday club and she said oh I'm already booked in so she'd, she'd already, you know, they want something to do mm. with their, their, their children. And what we do with, with the, the children here is fantastic. Uh, um, so that was, I mean, that really encouraged me when she said, yeah, I'm already booked in. And what a great way to disciple your kids as well, of yeah, like getting that, that culture of invitation mm. into them. Drives me mad how many times our kids stop to pick up flyers for the base. <laughs> and I'm like, will you pack it in? I've got tons in my office. <laughs> But like our, our son sat under his bed and asked Laura to get the class list up and he wrote the name of every kid on the, on, he got a flyer for every kid, wrote the name. We can't even come to the base on Friday, but he wrote it and like kids, kids will just do it because kids don't have that 
fear that right. adults have had. And so if you can mm. get that culture of invitation into your kids, then it's a great way. And Sam and the team work so hard on, on, on yeah. some great invitational stuff. The, the baby club as well, actually. So I've got leaflets mm. at work because when I was on maternity leave, all the baby clubs are so expensive. And when you're yeah. on, obviously, mat leave pay, it's you've got to be really tight. They're all about £10 for a session. Um, the baby club here is £2 a session, I think. Three. I think and it went, yeah, it's three, two or three, I, I think. Yeah, and what I always sell it to them is it's not all about like a, an activity for the child that is probably actually two weeks old and not going to do anything. It's more about the mum. And I say to them, I say, they get you get... You get waited on you get tea and coffee endless like sam will sometimes buy crumpets and pancakes and you get to chat to other mums and make friends and it's so affordable so yeah amazing that that's after i had my son i had a really intense period of like crippling anxiety and baby club was the first time i stepped outside my house wow it's so good to hear that because the what we want to do is have a kind of outward focus weave through every single thing that we do mm. uh, and that culture of invitation everything that we do as a church we want to be outward facing as mm. well as like it's it's reaching on church people and it's helping church people it's that find, finding Jesus and following Jesus and so everything that we do has that edge to it Cruz does as, as youth kids older adults you know there's mm. everything that we do there's very few things that we say this is just for the Christians and even that stuff people bring on Christians right Hannah you keep bringing people to Life Central midweek that's meant to, <laughs> that's meant to be the Christian bit yeah. every week every month you turn up a tournament oh, there's more on Christians but it's great we're just learning hey everything that we do we've got to we've got to have a mind that there's probably somebody on un, unchurched mm. listening in and he, there's probably somebody who's not a Christian listening to this now yeah. and they're learning oh mm. that's all the tactics mm. they use <laughs> oh that's how they'll get me there's all that kind of uh, I'm already planning on sharing this on the work, you know. Come on. Thing, so. <laughs> but that's, that's how you end up inviting as well. Because that's, you have that same mindset just when you're at work, when you're shopping in the co-op, that everything that you do is potential. That's really good, Mark. Is a mm. potential opportunity to have yeah. a conver conversation with, with somebody. You know, and if you've got, the Live Central tote bag in your hand when you go in the, the co-op mm. or your Live Central mug on your desk at, at, at work. It's, it's just having that mindset all the, all the time, I think. And then it becomes more natural. Mm. It's awkward to begin with, but if that's your mindset, that it just becomes more natural. If you are looking for an opportunity as well, if you're thinking like, I can't ask, I just can't blurt it out and, you know, I have to wait for an opportunity. Um, Kathy Madavan talks about a theory called One More Question, which I use all the time in any scenario, any conversation you're having, whether it's doctors, someone at work, anyone, always that, just in your mind, just have a little person on your shoulder going, one more question, one more question. And whatever your normal conversation would be, just ask one more question because sometimes that one more question can just open up like an, another can of worms and that's your opportunity right there. So wow. whatever conversation you're in, just one more question. It, it could be anything. Like, what's your favourite colour? What's your favourite shape? You know, anything. It can just open up something. So, so good. Um, so you guys have just mentioned there a little bit about work and I know that both of you have a particular passion for sharing your faith and inviting people from your workspace so I just wanted to talk a little bit about it or rather you just kind of share and I know you have throughout the episode so far but just sort of share a little bit about how you found 
being in that workspace, I, like for me, I, I'm a nurse, and so I'm I'm held by quite a few professional standards, which mean that I'm not I'm not allowed to be um, very very direct in the way that I approach faith in the workplace. Um, and I know that some people will be quite anxious about that, about you know their employment contracts and things like that. I know that there are laws that kind of um, help us and, and protect us from that point of view. And, and I know that the Evangelical Alliance have an incredible resource, which I really recommend, guys, that you you read. It's called Living for Jesus at Work. Uh, it's a PDF um, for you to download and, and to read, but has been really, really insightful as I've prepared for this. So with all that said, guys, how have you, how have you found... Found, have you found it in the workspace? Yeah, so I, I honestly think God's put me in hospitality for a reason um, because I just basically talk to people for a living um, and it's just so many different people. So not only the team, but also guests every single day. Um, so there's so much opportunity to chat to guests and, and find out a little bit about them. Um, but for me, like it's the team because they know me whereas with a guest like if I suddenly start talking about church and Jesus you kind of you've got to wait for that opportunity with them I it's not a subject that I would bring forward straight away very rarely anyway um but with the team it's I kind of go in gradual with it so I'll I'll get to know them first and and them to get to know me to realize I am reasonably normal (laughs) before I start inviting them to church and things um but like exactly like Mark said like finding out about them so yeah if they've got kids that's where I'm going to invite them. If they, you know, are lonely, then that's where I'm going to invite them to certain different talks and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's just taking the opportunities, um, getting to know people and then using that information, I suppose. Um, but even little things, um, Mark mentioned about having a cup um, of the Life Central logo. So I've always got my cross on. Um, I always have a bracelet that says, Um, just add butter which um, my friend Laura got me which was a quote from my baptism (laughs) (laughs) I use your story so many times (laughs) Um, so people will generally ask me about this jewellery and things Uh, so then again it's that opportunity Um, I spoke about we did a a series a couple of years ago ago called um, Walk in My Footsteps where they came into my workplace and I spoke about the commute on the train and how I used to use that as an opportunity as well and I was actually telling Mark earlier how I was reading a book once and I could feel a man over my shoulder reading the book Um, and when we pulled up at New Street Station he said "Um, would you mind if I took a picture of that page and I was like yes like this is incredible Um, so just again like using those opportunities when there's people around you um, all the time. I think one thing working in a school Lisa you you have to take a different approach. And I imagine this would be other situations that people work in. There's one approach with the adults, but a very different approach with the with the children. Any sort of laws or rules that are in school are going to apply to the children a lot more than they're going to apply to the to the adults. I'm just having a conversation with a friend when I'm I'm chatting with with colleagues. With children you have to be a bit more more, yeah. more careful. But one thing that I've 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 used that not used, but when you're doing health ed, sex ed, something l- like that, and you, you're you're doing a contentious topic, I'll start by saying, actually, you need to know that I'm a Christian. This is where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So if I sound like I'm biased, it's because I am, wow, and okay. I'd much rather be open about that so and say, good. actually, this is this is who I am. This is what I think. So rather than the bias come over without me, with, without me be saying that so i think i imagine there is and i imagine that working in a hospital as well the conversation that you can have with a a nursing colleague and the conversation that you can have with a patient 
you know, you is is the situation's different, isn't it? And mm. I guess there's times when you have to be, you know, you have to be aware of that. I think that's where I kind of seek encouragement from like how I live my life and how I present myself because that in itself is a witness to other people like I don't have to be overtly going come to church come and do this come and do this like I can see just from the way that I am hopefully that that my life is a little bit it's a little bit different and sometimes that can open the doors to a conversation as well. Yeah, I I agree with that because um a lot of people especially the young ones at church at church at um, work they say to me why do you always try so hard like why are you such a perfectionist why and obviously there's that line in the bible that says do everything for god like a hundred percent so i say i say to them that's why I, I don't do it for hickories i'm doing it for god and they go oh you know like and it's so again it's like using that opportunity but everything i do i i have to do it like a hundred percent um so hopefully i inspire people by that but you know i try anyway i love that hannah because i think like i i'm passionate about people doing their job well and and so like the thought of the thought of an employer finding out in an interview, you go to Life Central Church, yeah, we'll have you, because they know there's a culture of hey, these these are diligent workers, these are people who who have integrity, who work hard, who work as though they're working for God mm. themselves, uh, uh, and I love that as well. And I think um, you know we don't we don't want people to abuse a position of power yeah. do you know what i mean and i think that's what what you're saying you're you're given authority in a in a child's life as a as a teacher we need to not abuse that position mm-hmm. position of authority but it's using that position of influence that you have with with colleagues and friends um and stuff like that and i think you know a phrase that i nearly used earlier when when you shared mark um about going and being in the supermarket we talk about everyone everywhere every day and it's about we're all on mission constantly you might be employed to do a job but you're on mission to reach lost people that's that's the ultimate of what what we're on this planet to do Mm. um and so it's that it's that sense of okay well i'm well i'm in a job and i'm paid by hickories or i'm paid by whoever but actually i'm i'm on mission and how that looks in the nhs <laughs> will look very very differently mm-hmm. to how it looks in hickories to how it how it looks and uh, and you are in certain environments different mm-hmm. but leveraging and, and that's where i think that ea document is so helpful because it helps you understand right. what can i do what what am i allowed to do rather yeah. than living in fear actually going what am i allowed to to say and do and how can i invite and being aware of that rather than just allowing fear to cripple you allow that document to to enable you and release you Mm. into that i think that's a really important thing yeah one other other point that really helps me has helped me at work when i was that is other christians at work like sorting out you know finding out who the other christians are that i'm I'm working with and we would pray together every week and encourage each other in this and this and that that's really helpful so i'd say Mm. to people if you if you've got other christians at at work get together pray together and you and and you know who've you had a conversation with this week you know and then pray for that person together and it's amazing how that that just you have that mindset together then and that encouragement to together so i'd really i'd encourage yeah find out who the other christians are Mm. and then and get on board together when you ask people at work can i pray for you when they've shared something with you there's another invite Mm. you know um Mm. That, and and I have never been rejected in that. People are always yeah, more than yeah, yeah. more than happy. I know it's another part, of this, but there's another invite. Mm. Well, it is just another type of invite, isn't it? Like yeah. you know, we are talking about inviting people to church, but actually just mm. inviting people into God's mm. space and mm. into that 
um, into that with you is itself a really powerful invitation. Mm, I think I I just want to reiterate we've got to be really careful about employment law and all of that kind of stuff like I and and you you guys get it and I think some you know the the verse where it says make the most of every opportunity like sometimes we hear that and go well somebody mentioned Jesus in a conversation so I'm going to read the book of Genesis to them like that's not making the most of of the opportunity and I think like we've got to play it cool and, yeah, and not yeah, ram it down people's throats. Yeah. Like, let it, you know, read the situation. It's like, don't be constantly putting yourself in danger of being fired because you're inviting people to church. Right. Like, understand the boundaries of it, read the moments, do you know what I mean? Make the most of every opportunity. And that's what you guys are doing, do you know what I mean? I just want to be the voice of caution to anyone yeah, who's no, called. No, no, these guys on the Life Central podcast told me, <laughs> sod employment law and let, let me pray for people. Know, know the boundaries of your workplace, yeah. but make the most of the opportunities that are there in the staff rooms, in those moments that you can leverage it, then please do leverage it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay then, so um, we've we've done the hard work, we've leapt over all the hurdles, we've got over the barriers, we've got over the fears, we found courage, we found boldness. Um, but what do we do afterwards? What do we, how do we follow up with these people? Do we? And how do we do it if we do? I mean, for me, it's just like keep inviting to the same person because sometimes they'll come once but then that is literally it like even if they've really enjoyed it um I have a friend who loved it and she says she's a Christian but then she's only been twice and it's almost like life is so busy and I you know um football games on you know dance classes and all sorts like happens so I totally get it but you almost need to be their reminder I think um and just be that presence in their life so they they do have someone to talk to about Jesus because they might not have that person so just being in constant contact with them I suppose I think play a call when they're here you know when you you like say to someone this is really fun this is a really funny Netflix show and like like I'll say to Laura oh watch this it's really funny watch it and then I, I, I give like my phone to her to watch the clip and I'm watching her to see how she reacts. And there's almost, you know, when you can feel people watching you because you feel the pressure of, oh, yeah, <laughs> they want me to laugh, so you're going, <laughs> like, and, and so play it cool when, when they're here, when they're in the room, like, like be you. Be, be authentically you. Don't stand there staring at them going, move, Holy Spirit, move. And like, you know, but, but be who you are. And, you know, I remember Leon saying um, on a good Friday, saying if you're bringing someone on Easter Sunday, like worship, celebrate the resurrection for you. Yeah, there is loads of the feedback that we've had on Christmases where we've done a worship song as part of it. Like people have said something changed in the room. When you, yeah. when you sang that song, Live and Hope, there was something different there. That wasn't just a Christmas song like the room came alive mm. and like like let let what god has done in you and uh and like let that manifest and let your friends see it do you know mm. what i mean let the let them see the how it how, what it means to you but also like talk to them afterwards as well uh, and ask those specific questions um you know i'm so guilty of going did you enjoy the service and like you know i'm on stage they have to say yes because you know we're british <laughs> and, and they're not gonna go no it was really boring especially that scouse bloke like there's that sense of that's an easy easy out and an easy way to just go yeah it was good thanks mm. like and not grilling them but saying like 
what did you think about that specific thing or did you agree with what they said about, about you know how did you what did you f- feel about when they played that story or when you know did you like that song asking specific questions to mm. just tease out and ask that one more question don't just settle for the yeah it was okay okay great great thanks like lean into it what did you think about what they said about alpha do you, do you want to do alpha i'll do it with you like it's it's that kind of leaning mm. into the conversation again um i was thinking of like just as i was preparing of a time where actually i didn't follow up at all with my friend that i'd invited to church when we were in the car on the way back to my flat in quinton when we used to live there she said you know when we were singing I got goosebumps and I said, yeah, that'll be the Holy Spirit. And then we just got to have this incredible conversation about how powerful church had been for them. And I didn't even bring it up. I just sat in the car driving my drive back home and she was the one that brought it up. And actually, you know, it doesn't always have to be us, does it? So there are going to be times, I guess, as we've been speaking about today, where we do invite people and sometimes the answer is no. And that's really hard, I think. Like, we are scared of rejection as human beings, like I've said, and we do crave acceptance. Um, So I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about how we deal with that. Um, If anyone's got any words of wisdom that they'd like to share. I suppose for me, most of the time I invite people at work, I do actually think they're going to say no. So the expectation (laughs) (laughs) is there. Like, I don't... Most of the time I'm like, you ain't going to come. So, you know, one guy we even made a deal with, he said if I wore a certain T-shirt with some certain words on, he would come with me. And I was like, yeah. Um, But it's never, you know, come to light. So I think my expectation is just always so low. So if someone comes, it's like, yes, like, Mm. incredible. So I kind of have that. I shouldn't have that, but... I think for me, that's, mm. I just, I just think the no is, it's worth it for the, the one person that does come right. and that one baptism, like it's worth it. So right. you just need to embrace the no. Embrace the no <laughs> is the advice from Hannah. <laughs> Mark? I think it's what our part of the process is the invite. People becoming Christians, that's the Holy Spirit's part. That's God's part. Right. Our part is the, the invite. Um, and it's like when you're sowing seed, you know, the, the, it, the 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 seed is scattered and some of it falls on good ground and some of it doesn't and yeah, if you're if you're the person scattering the seed your job is to scatter the seed right. that that's not your job to then make the make the seed grow and i think that's yeah and i think once you just once it just becomes part of your mindset part of just what you do daily and it's and um, it's how you you how, how you're thinking. It's how you're trying to live your life. The no becomes less important. Practice makes perfect, right? Yeah. A young person said to me years ago, you know, I, I don't think about who's likely to say yes or no. I just invite my friends because if I don't invite them, it's like I'm saying no for them. Wow. And she was just like, so I'm going to invite them. And if they say no, I've not said no for them. Uh, and that was really powerful to me to hear from a, a 14 year old girl. And I was like, well, that's profound. Yeah, that's, true, yeah. <laughs> that's taught me a f- thing right. off you. But it, it is that sense yeah. of, well, wow. let people say no for themselves uh, and don't be scared of it. And we had a, we had a lad who, um, for five or six years invited this same group of friends every single time every single christmas easter every invitational thing that we did in youth he invited them all the time and they never came and they came once to like a stay awake event that we did and that was it 
that was the only time and you know five six years he invited them every single time i got him up on stage to share about that because it's exactly what you say mark it's for me it's a mark of discipleship that that you're willing to invite and you're willing to you know go to the well again and invite and invite and invite and invite because it's it's about what what it's in you you know the the minute i stop thinking about can i invite them to church and uh, you know who am i who am i inviting i think i've stopped engaging with the discipleship process that that, that jesus is trying to put in me and so really it's we want something for our friends and we want them to meet jesus but also it's a discipleship mm-hmm. process in us i come alive when i you know my faith is never more real really when i'm like stood face to face with an unchurched person going do you want to come to church like the the skin in the game that's there for me is huge. And I know talking to some people recently who have, you know, been Christians for donkey's years, who are journeying with people on Alpha, and they go, I, it's, it's refreshing me. Like, it, it, I'm coming alive in my faith again, and there's a, there's a new dynamic that I'd lost or that I've never had before. And so there's something that God puts in you as you step out. And right. so don't let their no stop you from experiencing the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Like how many times just in our general life are we like, God, I really need some courage. God, I really need these words. And then God just gives you the courage and gives you the words. And actually this situation is really no different, which is really powerful. Um, Something I came across as I was preparing for today was a a blog post that Life.Church in America had written. Um, And always in my head, I'm like, but what if they do say no? And I'm really encouraged by what we've just spoken about. Um, And they flip it on its head and they go, "But, but what if they say yes? And then they ask these questions, which genuinely had me in tears yesterday as preparing for this. So these are the questions that they ask. What if God has been preparing their heart and has been waiting for me to invite them? And we've spoken about that today already. What if they say yes? What if they're hurting and find healing at church? Wow. What if they give their life to Christ and future generations to change because you invited them? I'm like, wow. ah! And I'm getting goose pimples now, just, just reading it out loud. And I'm just like... Oh, okay. And that, and that for me is just so challenging when I've been in a space for so long of finding this, finding this so, so difficult. Um, and I love the bit in Hebrews that talks, um, in Hebrews 12, where it talks about, and let us run the race with perseverance marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And just like we've just said, like God is going to give us the courage and the boldness to step out if only we're willing to, to step out in faith. Um, I did just to kind of wrap up the podcast today, want to th- take a little bit of a different angle. And I wanted to talk about invitations to the altar, um, not invitations for other people, but invitations that we accept ourselves um, as part of our journey with Jesus. Um, and I, the reason I thought about this was, Andy, you were preaching, what, three or four weeks ago on the Prodigal Son series. And at the end of your talk, you gave an invitation for people who felt far away from God to say, do you know what? I'm far away, but I'm coming back. And it got me thinking about, not that Sunday, but times when there had been invitations given for response that I perhaps hadn't taken up when I should have done. And I think when when we're faced with um, difficult situations, for me particularly, I dig my heels in when actually I really should be out stretching my hands and going, God, I really need you in this and just being really stubborn. So I kind of just wanted to get your your feel for that and like have you guys struggled with that have you guys struggled with moments of surrender when actually you perhaps shouldn't have so yeah I I struggle with that a lot and yet I bring my friends and I 
pray that they respond, you know? So there's mm. me praying for them. And then sometimes I don't have the courage to do it myself. Um, and I think it's because I know a lot of people here and you think afterwards everyone's going to run to you and be like, are you okay? And you almost mm. want to just deal with it yourself. So, um, so yeah, I definitely struggle with that. I honestly, I, I think in general, I think, well, I'll have whatever you've got for me, God. Okay. That's my general, that's my general mindset. And I, I've loved how... There's some times we've done it more often recently on Live Central Midweek when when you've responded, you've actually been able to go to the front yeah. and get prayer. And I just think, well, I, I need whatever you've got for me here. And that's my, that's my mindset, I, I, I think. How, how do you position yourself then, Mark, to put yourself in a space where you are more willing to step out in those moments? I think partially is it's just it's being honest with yourself. I think okay. when when I hear the hear the call, I mean I've been a Christian nearly forty years, mm-hmm. but I hear a call and think, well, yeah, but that's that's me. It doesn't matter whether I've been a Christian, you know, four weeks or or forty years. I haven't got that. Wow. I haven't got that. That right. I need that. Um, and so, and I, I just think over the years. I know, you know, just God's ready just to come and meet me in that in that space. Mm-hmm. If only, if only I'll open my if only I'll open my eyes. So I think it's, it is being, it's, you know, sometimes I'm embarrassed. I don't want to admit that that's a, that's a gap in my life or this is a, a situation in, in, in my life. And, but I, I think you know, it, my, I, the bigger thing then becomes, I'll actually, God, I'll, I'll, I'll have whatever you've got for me. I need whatever you've got for me. That's so good. And remember the, the goal of what we're talking about today isn't that people become members of Life Central Church. We're inviting them, not necessarily to church, we're inviting them to a relationship with Jesus because Jesus invites us to relationship. And so, like, you know, I I have said last night, because we're recording this before Life Central Midweek, but, you know, don't let the person on stage be the first person that tells your friends and family about Jesus. Um, You know, you go and tell them because it's not an invite to attend church, it's an invite to a relationship with Jesus. And all of what we've talked about is so, so important mm. because Jesus invites us yeah. to relationship. And, you know, I talk to so many, you know, young people going into Christian ministry and say, don't don't fall in love with the work of the Lord, but fall in love with the Lord of the work. Oh, and, you know, it's it's not about being great employees of Jesus. It's about Jesus being our friend and our saviour. And I think, like, like, I was in near tears, which is, Hannah's probably equivalent of being in floods of tears, me <laughs> welling up um, as a person who doesn't cry. But like when Leon talked about Kazaza as part of that, oh, yeah. that um, uh, better story series, you know, I was in near tears because of what God did for me. Mm. And like, yes, that's what we want to do for the lost. And that's what God does for the lost. But he did it for me as well. Mm. And I think like there are, there are times where I'm in church and I have to put aside and go, I'm not an employee of the church right now. I'm a, I'm a son of son of God, and so I need I need to, I need to almost put my role aside and get on my knees, get on my face, mm. get my hands out, and go. God, I, I need this here, and I think like we have to be in that that place. And so maybe you do bring somebody along, and then you're sitting there going, "Flipping, I can't need to respond today." Like <laughs> respond because it's genuine. Do you know what I mean? And and, and I think as much as God is inviting your colleague and inviting your friend and inviting your family member who doesn't yet know you, he's inviting you. He's, he's, he longs for your relationship as well. And I think, you know, don't, don't miss it with all this, 
invitation stuff that we've talked about. Jesus longs for a relationship with you mm. as well. That's so, so powerful. I love I love the invitation that God gives us in the Bible. And it says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And I just think in a world of so much chaos, who doesn't want that rest? You know, who doesn't want to just put that stuff down every now and again? Wow. What an episode. It's what a, a couple episode. of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what a couple of episodes we've had. Um, Hannah, Mark, Andy, I just thank you so much for this conversation. Like how life-giving this is going to be for people when they hear back and they listen to this and the encouragement that myself and hopefully all of our listeners will have from the the stories and, and the eloquence with which you've spoken. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for organising. <laughs> That's my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then don't forget to like, review and subscribe to our podcast. Please, please share it as far and wide as you possibly can. Not only will it help our visibility, but more importantly, it will help us to share the good news of Jesus with our wider community. And if you have any suggestions of any questions or topics you would like us to cover in future episodes, then please get in touch with us on the Life Central socials. We'll see you soon for the very next episode of the Life Central podcast.